Hey there, Gen Xers. Matt Marshall here, checking in again. It's been a while, and I'm returning from a long hiatus this summer with a fresh approach to prepping. I've traveled seemingly nonstop since May, and I've collected new ideas from the world of hiking and travel and overall preparedness. Gen X Talking on Being Prepared was built with a plan in mind to help those unfamiliar with prepping become more aware. More aware of things that can cause concern, frustration, or even fear. Whether those things be simply running out of gas, changing a tire, a child tripping over a crack in the sidewalk, or something more life-changing. We'd really like this channel to be more of a resource anyone can use to enter into the world of preparedness. Maybe even those who've been prepping for a while can learn something important along the way. But it should always be considered multi-directional, meaning we don't know everything, and we'd love to hear others' thoughts and ideas on best ways to prepare and build a community of like-minded folks. But let's go back to basics for a moment. Why prepare anyway? For me, the need to prepare primarily comes from a lifetime of dealing with difficult situations and having to think and act my way through them or help others with the least amount of negative effects, whether they be physical, emotional, spiritual, or even mental. I'd like to share a few stories from my life when preparedness, or lack thereof, was important in one form or another. My life started in Southern California, sunny Santa Ana, Acapulco Street. I remember growing up comfortable for the most part, but what happened to so many other families also happened to us. Recession in the 70s. We ended up quite poor, but generally with an intact family. I've got two brothers, one sister. I'm the baby. My mom stayed home. My dad, after being laid off from an aerospace engineering job, he took on a few different roles. One strange one in particular, he became Magic Mike a surprisingly popular magician, and we regularly attended his shows at Shakey's Pizza Joint, which probably explains my little addiction to that mildly Italian cuisine. Well, one day in the late 70s, I was around eight years old at the time, and our parents sat us down and they said, pack your bags, kids, we are moving to New Mexico, Aztec, New Mexico. And at the time, we, like so many others in Southern Cali, we thought, well, how long would it take to get our passports? Well, eventually we realized it was just a little town in the four corners of, yes, the United States. No passwords required. Aztec's claim to fame was, and still is, UFOs, just not as popular as Roswell's Area 51. And a population of 6,000 with six old soreheads. Yep, there's a sign out front as you enter town in yearly elections for those six old soreheads. To move us from California to New Mexico, my dad bought a very old and very pink converted school bus, 17 trips back and forth. For those of you familiar with the Southwest, and to be more specific, the Southwest in the 70s, there were very few places to stop on this 800-mile-each-way journey. There is usually one thing you can count on, and that's that the Mojave Desert would be very, very hot, especially in the summer when we were making most of these trips. Many a time did that old bus overheat on the side of the road. So we learned quickly to travel at night. Some of you preppers out there may have heard sometime in your past 
that one can pee into the radiator to get the car back on the road, I can neither confirm nor deny that it's possible. Well, flash forward, and I'm 19 years old. I'm traveling through Europe on the very cheap, and my travel partner and I had just arrived in London. We split up to go on different adventures for the evening, and I came across this very nice, older, Scottish gentleman. Now, my ancestry is Scottish, so I started talking with him and, and thinking I could get in touch with my roots. We had a beer together. We shared stories about our past. He drove lorries, big trucks, from Southern Europe all the way up to the North Orkney Islands. He even said I could ride up with him into Scotland, meet his family. We spent hours together. We started talking about Phantom of the Opera, a musical you're probably familiar with, and the fact that his company had box seat tickets to the show the very next day. Said the tickets were super cheap, like 11 pounds a piece. Do you want them? Well, yes, of course. By this time in my European travels, I had already been robbed multiple times. So I kept my money in two places, bills in a pouch around my neck and coins in my pocket. I started reaching for the bills and, and then I stopped and I look up at him and I saw something, something is not right in his eyes. And at just that moment of hesitation, he throws up his hands in exasperation, yells at me, you don't trust me. And he storms off, being prepared ahead with money in different locations, allowed for me, even in a situation that could have been so much worse, to respond well and protect myself. Well, finally, I wanted to share a story a little more recent of someone else that had some problems and I was lucky enough to assist. My wife and I were out for a day of errands, and we pulled into a local department store parking lot. And as we were walking up to the store, we began to pass a couple of ladies, one of them being a midshipman at the U.S. Naval Academy. They were experiencing some issues replacing a flat tire. It looked like they had some help with an older gent, so typically I would just walk on by. But my wife insisted I try to help. And at this point, they were just trying to get the tire off. The lug nuts were very tight. The main gal who was trying to work on the tire, as well as the guy trying to assist, couldn't get enough leverage to break the lug nut. So I offered to jump in and help. The other guy took off quickly, which was weird, but I showed the gal one key piece of information and in that sometimes you have to kick or jump on it in order to break it. And the lug nut did indeed come off eventually. And she thanked me and said, okay, great. I think we're good now. So my wife and I, we continue into the store. We did our shopping. And as you might not expect, these gals were still there. They couldn't get the tire off the hub this time. They would just sit there pulling and pulling and it wouldn't budge. I stepped in again, made sure all the lug nuts were off. And I said, Remember what I told you earlier, sometimes you have to kick or jump as needed. Do you mind if I kick your car? And she said, no problem. So I stepped back and then I really leaned into a kick on one side of the tire, smash. And of course, that was all that was needed. It was enough to pop it off the hub and we were in business. This time my wife and I stayed until the replacement donut tire was completely on the vehicle and they were all set to go. Felt good being able to help them, but it struck me 
Here are a couple of young ladies, one of whom would potentially be a leader in our very own U.S. Navy, and they had no idea how to change a tire. I know, I know. Why would we in the age of computers and Kardashians need to learn how to change a tire? Well, here you go. It's a perfect example of two everyday people just trying to do a little holiday shopping, and their entire day was wrecked because this relatively minor problem they didn't even know how to resolve. So they were unable to recover quickly. You know, these days, prepping for us is a mix of maintaining food and water and bug out bags for the more likely emergency events, storms or vehicle breakdowns. Additionally, I'm learning each month about financial preparedness. Still have a lot to learn, but I'm getting there. I also consider my health a large part of prepping. So combining hiking and camping, as well as other workouts like swimming and biking with my prepping allows me to benefit in so many ways. There are reasons, so many reasons, why prepping should be important for each of us. They could be high impact, low frequency events, like the major hurricane we just saw down in Florida and up the coast, winter storms, which are on their way, or even terrorist events, or perhaps a lower impact, higher frequency event, like running out of gas, changing a tire, lost or stolen credit cards. Do some research there to find out how often that happens, or a simple leaky sink drain. These days, we don't have to go back very far to recall events in our own lives that have had an impact, major or minor, to affect our current day of thinking. It's not hard to guess that the vast majority of us here in the U.S. were affected by COVID. Many people lost their jobs, lost a loved one, or even worse, lost hope. Many have become disenfranchised with the American way of life, our economic system, or even our government. Many experts today have suggested a deeper recession is going to take place over the next couple of years, so we have the possibility of further hard times ahead. Would you be prepared? Are you prepared? Choosing to be more prepared every day is a skill, one that should be honed. Focusing on growing just a little bit every day will allow us to be prepared to respond well and recover faster. I'd love to hear your thoughts and comments about prepping, so please reach out and share as you can. Until next time, this is Monk signing off. Better be prepared.